I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The 11 to 1 show. I don't want to alarm Harry Styles fans, but there seems to be a shortage of... Feather Boas. More on this after Bill Withers and 11 to 1. Any minute now, the sun, it'll come back out from behind the dense cloud that we're experiencing at the moment and hopefully... It will be another lovely day today, 1st of June. Delighted, delighted we're officially into the actual. I know like May is technically summer, isn't it? There's a bit of a debate around this. Do people still call May spring? I think it's summer though, technically. Um, And June, you know, is kind of the proper summer now. We're ready for the proper, aren't we? I finally got out to sit in the sun yesterday afternoon. You know, the kids are off somewhere else, not annoying me. And I had peace and quiet, you know, looking forward to it. Got out the chair, sat down uh, when nature started to just make a ruckus around me. Now, normally I like the sounds, little gentle sounds of nature, little buzzing bee, lovely, little bit of a a tweet of a bird, lovely. Yesterday, it was like all of the nature just came into my garden and just wanted to be noisy when all I wanted was a bit of peace and quiet. There was flies going around the place, birds, like, you know, that constant, when they constant, like, tweeting, tweet, 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 at the top of their lungs, it seemed. Now, I know my cat was sort of lazing around in the sun nearby, so maybe they were trying to warn each other, but I was like, oh my God, nature, just come on now, quieten down. I just want to enjoy my coffee in peace. Maybe I was just a little bit irritable yesterday. I was just a bit irritable. Harry Styles fans, you are probably getting a bit irritable because you're travelling the length and breadth of the place in search of a very important item that you will need for a big weekend. Harry is coming to Slane Castle and sorry to alarm now but there's a shortage of feather boas in Ireland. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a, a, a necessity for Harry Styles fans because they get very glammed up. They get the glitz and glamour. They have the glitter. They have jumpsuits. Everything's very colourful and the feather boa is a must. And Sarah Collery, she is the manager of funplace.ie in Stephen's Green. She says they're waiting. They're waiting on a big order, but like there's no, there's nothing to be had at the moment. She says uh, there's like loads of pastel colours that's going to be arriving in the in the feather boa, but uh, there's a huge demand for men and women, by the way, of all ages. And um, yeah, they're going to have to wait because there's a shortage in the. <laughs> I mean, like, did you ever hear of it? There's a shortage of feather. Where are we going to get our Harry feather boas now? Uh, but she says. There's a mix of both, like men and women of all ages, probably a bit more women, but definitely across the board with all ages wanting the, the, the boa. Because sometimes he comes out, doesn't he, in the purple feather boa or, or the green. That's kind of his thing. So the Harrys, which are the fans of Harry Styles, 
I'm sorry to tell you, no feather bow is to be found anywhere. There's Lewis Capaldi, hold me while you wait on LMFM's 11 to 1. Just want to let you know that Loud Abbey Vintage Club, they are hosting a race night with a twist. It is happening on Sunday in Sarks Bar in Loud Village. So the first race is at 7pm and all funds are going to the Irish Kidney Association. So that's happening Sunday night at 7pm. Now, uh, we have a great competition up for grabs today. I have a €150 one for all voucher in association with Windsor Motors. I'm going to give you all the details details of that and also we have music from Tom Grennan on the way The 11 to 1 show I love a good rummage around a charity shop and I'm delighted to let you know that the National Council for the Blind of Ireland, their Drogheda store, is reopening today and uh, they have a goal of supporting and empowering people who are blind or vision impaired and that continues. They would love members of the community to visit them. They are 81 West Street, Drogheda and they say they have amazing men's and women's fashion accessories, homeware and more. They are also accepting donations and if you have a few hours spare and you're wondering what you could do to, to give back they are looking for people to help in terms of volunteering so more information about all of this is available at ncbi.ie so ncbi.ie I've been holding on to pieces swimming in the deep end trying to find my way back to you because I need a little bit of love Tom Grennan with a little bit of love on LMFM's 11 to 1. It's about time that I showed you a little bit of love today. And it's all with thanks to Windsor Drogheda. They are celebrating the Certified Used Car Sales event at Windsor Drogheda Main Peugeot Dealer at Matthews Lane, just beside Tesco Extra Store in Rathmullen and indeed across the whole Windsor Group. You have the chance to win a €150 one-for-all voucher on the show today. And uh, there's massive savings, by the way, on over 1,000 Windsor certified used cars and two years free servicing on cars bought during the sale. More details, windsor.ie. For your chance to win that €150 one-for-all voucher today, I want you to tell me about your first car. Was it a real gick banger of a yoke? But you loved it anyway. Did you save up in the credit union to get a loan? Maybe this car was your pride and joy. You were out washing it every week. Tell me the make of it. What was it like? What was the colour of it? Did you have a pet name for it as well? That's what I need to know today. 86 658 My first car was gifted to me. Very, very sentimental. It was a white Nissan Micra. 1997 my granny gave it to me because she could no longer drive for medical reasons at the time and god bless her i'd say it was so hard for it to her to part with it because this was her independence you know she had to learn to drive after my granddad passed away and she just loved that little car so i took it all over the country it served me well and i was devastated then when it wasn't you know able to run anymore we named it snowball one because it was white some whiteness and micra from 1997 gifted to me from my granny that's my first car story i want to hear yours now 0861800658 there's the chorus with breathless she certainly was breathless after running 50 grueling kilometers in a challenge that took place last saturday at kilcurley emmets gea club I'm going to be chatting to Cecilia Sage. She raised over €18,000 for Jack and Jill Foundation. We're going to hear the story next. Oh, L-M-F-M. 
the 11 to 1 show. Local Kilcurley mother Cecilia Sage has done something amazing. She has raised a whopping €18,139 for the Jack and Chill Children's Foundation. How did she do this? Well, she ran a gruelling 50 kilometre challenge last Saturday at Kilcurley Emmett's GA Club and she was very much supported by family, friends and neighbours. Now, uh, their daughter Sarah, uh, this is why she was doing this, her daughter Sarah was born with an extremely rare brain or or abnormality and has received great support from Jack and Jill which left her parents determined to give back to the charity by raising critical funds and awareness and it was hugely successful. I'm delighted to be joined now by this amazing woman, Cecilia Sage. She's on the line. How are you getting on? Hi Sinead, how are you? Thanks for having me. I am delighted to have you on the show. Now, 50 kilometre run in the heat on Saturday. That is some achievement. You must feel fantastic about this. Yeah, we're just we're just delighted and so overwhelmed with the support that we've received. We just, as I keep saying, we're just floored with the support of the day and the donations. And yeah, we, we're, we're we're buzzing, we're absolutely buzzing over it. Oh, I can completely understand that now. So, tell me, where did the idea for the challenge come from in the first place? Um, look, I've run on and off for eleven or twelve years, and last year I didn't get out much at all. I was locking on at home, so I didn't get out. And um, I've always liked to pick an event to train for. And I thought, you know what? We've previously done Jack and Jill up the hill um, for the two or three years before. I knew it was going to be our last fundraiser, so I was going out in a bang. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I picked the 50K. It's um, it's it's a big challenge, and that's why I want to, you know, these kids face challenges every single day. And I suppose that's why I picked the 50K. Plus, it was single loops, which is even mentally more difficult to actually keep knowing that you are counting down all of these loops. Oh, so yeah. That's why we picked it, yeah. Yeah, and like, as you say, the 50 kilometres. So you went kind of from zero to the 50k again, because although you did have the experience in running, you sort of were starting off from scratch again. So did you have to do a good bit of training in advance? Yeah, look, I started literally 5k from September. So um, the plan to be by December to be up to the 21k. So, yeah, I was starting from scratch again. So it took, it's, I've been training for six months, for it, roughly. Okay, six months. And, you know, do you find as well when you're out running, because I, I, I find when I'm just moving my body at all, that it's sort of easy to just forget the stresses and strains. It does kind of, you know, do wonders for you, taking your mind off difficulties that you might be having. Look, running to me has always been, I started running after I had James and it has always been about my mental health. Yeah. You know, I always feel fantastic after a run. You don't want to go for it probably. No. But you never, you're never sorry you've gone for a run and that is, that is my mantra. Uh, you can go out and some days I think about nothing and then other days I sort everything out in my head. Some days I just listen to my music. But um, the benefits of running for me has always been about my mental health and how good I feel when I come home after me. Oh, so true. It is. And yeah. it, it, sometimes yeah. I just go home and get into the gear because once it's on you, you sort of have to make that commitment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, you had so much support as well on the day. Your lovely husband, Peter, and of course, the community at large, they all came out there to Kilcurley Emmett's. Uh, look, it was unbelievable. And, you know, on my training, I did most of my training runs on my own and I may have done 30k down in the pitch on my own. And at that, it's hard. The training's mm. hard. But I never expected on the day, um, Sinead, I didn't run one lap on my own. Aww. I had somebody with me the whole time. So I was worried about that mental doing 50 laps the same. It just didn't come into play because I just had people around us all day and... 
All I can say is the atmosphere was magic. We got some lovely messages. There was a lot of love, huge support from family, friends, community. It was just, it was just amazing. We're blown away. Oh, it's, it's great to see and I always say the Irish public will come out and support charity they really will and particularly when kids are involved but you must be thrilled this is a huge amount uh, for Jack and Jill did you have a specific target in mind? Look we, we raised five or six thousand last year and the year before I think we raised three or four um, you know we would have been delighted to get five and we're very much aware Sinead, that every year we're asking the same people I know me. and, it's, and I, I hate it I hate doing it but I think anybody that knows us um, can see the benefits. You know, I might have been on nights out with people because our Jack and Jill nurses in that we could get a night out. Yeah. So anybody close sees the benefit that this Jack and Jill brings to families like ours. So, no, we didn't really have a target. We're delighted to get every penny, but the amount were just absolutely blown away. I can't describe how blown away we are by the amount that we've raised for them. Oh, it's huge money. For them. Yeah, absolutely. For the and as you mentioned a little bit about their services there, but tell us a little bit first of all about your beautiful daughter, Sarah. She's six and she was born with something called ZTTK syndrome. Tell me about this. Uh, so look, Sarah wasn't diagnosed actually with that particular syndrome until she was four and okay. she was diagnosed when she was two with um, a brain abnormality as well. And probably really the first two or three years were very difficult because we had this gorgeous wee girl at home. She was what they called a floppy baby. She wasn't reaching any of our milestones. She had open heart surgery at six months. Wow. And yeah, yeah, and smiled smiling through it all. And then um Christmas Day, I'm gonna say four years ago, she took um the stage or Sinead on Christmas morning and I've never ever witnessed the likes of my life. I don't ever want to do it again. She was in intensive care. She had they had to ventilate her. So that really kind of started the ball rolling and we got her brain malformation is a seizure disorder and then we got the ZTTK. So the ZTTK ties everything together. Sarah's had broken bones, she's a problem with her teeth, her eyes. From the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, Sarah kind of has some issues. But she's exceeded what we thought she'd do. She's bum shuffling across the floor and she's just an absolute pleasure. She's just our doll. She's a pleasure. She is a doll, exactly. Mm. And people can see a photograph of her uh, on LMFM.ie. She's absolutely stunning looking yes. child, absolutely gorgeous. But it must have been, as you say, such a shock to the system to, to discover this in the first place. Like, I mean, life just gets upended then, doesn't it? Look, at the first two to three years are just, you're just in limbo. You mm. just, you know, we couldn't take her out. We were trying to feed her every three hours. At one point she was fed through an NG tube in her, no- tube in her nose. Mm. And, you know, um, we couldn't go. We couldn't go anywhere because we had to be back to feed her within an hour or two. And we didn't know what was wrong with this gorgeous week. We hadn't a clue what was wrong with her. So things probably have settled a bit in the last year and she's at school and she's flying at school. But, um, yeah, those early days were definitely, they, they were tough. They were hard. And, and she needs 24-7 care. Uh, I presume you're the, the primary carer then for her. I am, yeah. Look, Sarah um, Sarah can't do anything for herself. She can't. Now, she can let us know when she's not happy. Okay. And, you know, we, you know she, she lets us know what, what she wants. But everything, her, her, her cleaning her, feeding her, dressing her, everything, Sarah can't do anything for herself. And, you know, you do, you have another son, a child, a son called James as well. Uh, and this is where, you know, the likes of the Jack and Jill service came in because it meant that you could have time then to focus on James, which is really, really important. Look, Sinead, the things um, we take for granted is like, you know, we would 
go to the cinema with James. Mm. Just the three of us, or we'll go for an ice cream or um, dinner. Dinner in the cinema is what we really, really love to do. And you do take that stuff for granted that you can take another child with you. We can't take Sarah with us. We're lucky we could take Sarah for dinner and the four of us, like a good day in our house is to get four of us to get out for a walk and a cup of coffee. That's yeah. it. And that's a really good dinner. And it's just lovely. And we all take that stuff for granted. So, yeah, James probably has seen an awful lot, bless him, in his couple of years that Sarah's been born. And the siblings do get kind of left behind because you're concentrating on this child that of needs course. all these extra needs, you know. So Jack and Jen, yeah, invaluable for us to be able to go out with James. Or for me and Peter, we might get out two or three nights a year. Mm. And, you know, that's where, that's the way we use the service, you know. Oh, totally. And like you say, you know, they 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 were a real lifesaver. They came in, you know, as soon as sort of you got kind of got the di- diagnosis, as soon as the nurse was free, they came in. So tell us about uh, what they do. They take over the care, essentially. Yeah, they take over the care. So, I mean, our liaison nurse Lang came in and she sat in our house. I sat, I made a phone call because at the time, um, Peter's sister was very, very sick with cancer. She was in her, she had actually passed away a month later. But we were, there was so much going on here and we were under a lot of pressure. And Anne came in and sat with us and was like, yeah, as soon as we have a nurse, you'll have it. So we had a nurse within four weeks. Amazing. And I mean, that's unbelievable because um, you have to wait for everything, you know, and there's a lot yes. of phone filling and all of that. So even for that end of things, there's no red tape with Jack and Jill. As yeah. soon as they have a nurse, you will have it. And Anne is phenomenal. We featured her on the show here. She is such, she's, do you know when people are, were meant to do that sort of work? That's exactly Anne, isn't it? Look, she's brilliant. I mean, when we got the original, the first diagnosis that Sarah had a brain malformation, we'd never heard of it before. And we were kind of sent home literally with a word on a piece of paper and said, don't believe everything you read on Google. Mm -hmm. Um, And I rang Anne and Anne was here that evening. I just needed to speak to her because she's in the medical field and Anne had come across this before while she was a nurse in Crumlin and it was just so good that I can pick up that phone and ring her and she sat with us for an hour or two and talked us through it all, whatever she knew about the condition. But there's that, um, there's that um, support as well yes. from the nurses. You know? Yes, they are. They're incredible. And just to break it down for people, so the €18,139, right, that's going to fund 1,008 hours of home nursing care and in-home respite for 400 children across the country, including six in Louth, 11 in Mead. Like when you break it down like that, that must mean so much to you because you can see how important this service is for families. Look, potentially when we started fundraising, we said we wanted to, if we could raise half of the money that we used every year, that was our goal. Potentially we have paid for most of our care that we've gotten. Amazing. And it's just, it's just, Sinead, I can't tell you, it's amazing. It's just people's generosity has just been unbelievable. We're really, really floored by it, really floored. And and now because of uh, Sarah's age, she's going to graduate now from Jack and Jill because this is something that Jack and Jill have highlighted with me a lot on the programme. They want to continue on the services and, uh, you know, this is something that they are working towards. But what does that mean now for the family uh, what, that, that Sarah has sort of left the service as such? Um, we're just we're in limbo at the minute we're currently waiting for um, kind of Mohail and um, HSC respite to mm-hmm. come through and again it's just it just takes so long it yeah. just takes so long it's gone on months and oh, with the whole help of God I think we're near the final stages of it so I'm hoping we may have some respite in place by the summer. Fantastic news. Please God that will happen. Absolutely. Because it is. It's so stressful even that whole waiting process. You are going to he- keep the uh, I Donate page open for another while if people want to donate. 
Yes, it's open, I think, till the 27th of June. So, yeah, if anybody wants to donate, um, yeah, go ahead. It'd be just brilliant. And we have that link, by the way. If people check out straight away there on lmfm.ie, you'll see the story and the link is there if you want to uh, cl- click donate there. Any little bit at all is, is so, so appreciated to, to keep this wonderful foundation continuing their work. I want to congratulate you on completing this mammoth challenge, raising this huge, huge amount. And I wish you and the family all the very best for the future. Thank you so much for joining me today. Sinead, thanks, Amelia. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Great to have you. Great to have you. Amazing lady, absolutely amazing. If you'd like to donate, idonate.ie. If you just search for it there, you'll find it, uh, the the 50k challenge. But as I say, lmfm.ie, we've all the details there as well. The 11 to 1 show. We were chatting to Cecilia there and she has a request. There's a big birthday in their family this weekend. Her mummy, Mammy Flynn, I'm told, has a big birthday this weekend. So I want to wish her a very happy birthday and hope they all spoil you this weekend. Now it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Oh, there's no mistake in this guy's smooth, deep voice on this day. 1937, Morgan Freeman was born. Absolute legend. And today is Barefoot Day, an annual event that encourages everyone, kids and adults, to shed the shoes and socks, go barefoot as much as possible. The idea is to raise awareness of those in the world who don't have access to adequate footwear. So Barefoot Day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Back to the music now. Here's Shakira. Shakira. Shakira with Hips Don't Lie. We're talking first car stories on the show today because I want to give you a €150 one-for-all voucher in association with Windsor Motors in Drogheda. Hi Sinead, my first car was a Vauxhall Corsa. She was the best little yoke. I went to Australia for a year and when I went to take her for a spin when I got home, she started first time. Come on now. She would go on and sniff of petrol as well. If we uh, had some crack driving her over West Street on a Saturday night, wolf whistling at any lads that had the misfortune to be walking into the next bar. She's probably still going says Jane Black in Bellewstown. My first car was a 1990 white Ford Fiesta called Betsy. I bet there was a lot of uh, first cars out there that was called Betsy. Uh, Pauline in Kells. First car was a red Fiesta 97. Great wee car. Uh, from my, took my kids everywhere in it. Great memories, says Eileen in Dundalk. Keep those coming in to me. We're going to get to more of those after 12. Plus, OMG, she's returning to SATC more details on that and I'm heading off on holidays and I could do with some recommended reading we'll have all that as well for you that's all coming your way after 12 The 11 to 1 show Oh she's not is she? Well, she said it would never happen, but now it seems it definitely is. A certain star is to return to a hit TV series. All the details on the way after George Ezra. On air online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. George Ezra with Green Green Grass. Fans of this series are going crazy. I saw this last night and I thought, no, it couldn't be. After all the back and forth on this. 
No, it definitely couldn't happen. But it is. It is happening. Kim Cattrall, a.k.a. Samantha Jones, has filmed a cameo in the next season of And Just Like That. I mean, excitement. She said she'd never do it, but she has come back. And they're keeping it all very hush-hush, apparently. So there's a bit of a cliffhanger that's going to be happening with regards to this. And uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Now, there's a lot of back and forth between Kim Cattrall and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Apparently, Kim told Variety magazine that she was never asked to reprise her role as Samantha for Unjust Like That. She did make her feelings clear around the kind of possibility of a third movie, you know, uh, that she kind of wasn't keen on it. But apparently she filmed her cameo March 22nd this year in New York. She wasn't on set at any point with any of the other people. But it's filmed. So who knows? It could happen. Watch this space. Anyway, time for more celeb news. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Penn and Teller were on the BBC this week. They were asked if it's a problem that tricks and how they're done are now on the internet. Here's what they said. And we love the fact that all that stuff's on the internet. I mean, many magicians are rather... Um rather conservative about it and so scared. Yeah. I love the fact that after we do a trick on TV, instantly it's on the internet exactly how we did it. And more often than not right, um, occasionally it's wrong, yes. but more often than not right, or one of them will be right in a list of them. It's a wonderful way for you to learn magic. It used to be the only way you could learn magic was to go to some boys club. You know, the magic circle yeah. didn't even allow women in until the 90s. Yeah. Um, don't allow us in still. The first 10 contestants for this year's Love Island have been revealed. All contestants for this series will complete a video training and guidance course around a range of topics including mutually respectful behaviour and relationships, behaviour patterns associated with controlling and coercive behaviour and language around disability, sexuality, race, ethnicity and microaggressions. The first episode airs on June 5th. Halle Bailey was asked about the rumours that Harry Styles auditioned for the part of Prince Eric in The Little Mermaid. Here's what she said. You know, I have no idea, honestly. (laughs) I never auditioned with Harry Styles. He's a great (laughs) musician and singer. But I think Jonah is is an amazing Prince Eric. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Now, don't all run out and go for a scrum for these. But earlier on, I did mention that feather boas were in short supply. Well, thanks to a message on 086-1800-658, I'm looking at an array of them. In McAvoy's, Dundalk, they say, (laughs) just in feather boas. When they're gone, they're gone. There's pink, there's blue, there's purple. You heard her here first. If you're looking for your feather boa for Harry Styles, McAvoy's. Thank you so much, Texter. Uh, now, keep, uh, speaking of text, you're going to need to remember the number 086 1800 658 because I have another competition for you. Oh, yeah. I think you could do it a night out. Oh, you could do with a good night out. Guaranteed laughter, guaranteed fun, guaranteed nostalgia. That's who you're going to get this Saturday night. Tommy Marin's new show, Celebration Ireland. It's coming to Solstice Arts Centre in Navin and I have a pair of tickets up for grabs. This is a smash hit comedy. Same guy that gave us the real McCoy and three Hail Marys. We had him on the show last week. Sure, he's brilliant. To win these tickets, all you have to do, let's keep it simple. All you have to do is text or WhatsApp the word celebration to 086 1800 658. Everything about the, the great stuff 
about being Irish. Our history, our culture, our song, our stories. It's all celebrated in this show. It's just supposed to be absolutely brilliant. Critics are raving about it all over the place. For more information, by the way, solsticeartcentre.ie, that's where you'll find it. So if you'd like to go along, have a pair of tickets up for grabs, WhatsApp or text me the word celebration, followed by your details, 86 658 There's Mr. Bob Marley, three little birds on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, the heat is here and I could do with some reading recommendations. So could the kids. And the greatest gift that you can give a child is the gift of reading. And school is almost out for the summer. They're going to be bored. Why not put a book in their hand? We're going to find out more about Loud Library Service, their Summer Stars programme with Siobhan McGuinness. We're going to chat to her next. The 11 to 1 show. School is almost out for summer and no day children are very much looking forward to a break from their school books but libraries around the country are encouraging children to keep reading as the summer stars the National Annual Reading Incentive kicks off soon and Loud Library Service are encouraging children to keep reading throughout the holidays and there's plenty of rewards for this as well Joining me now to tell us more is Siobhan McGuinness from Loud Library Service How are you getting on Siobhan? I'm great today thanks for having me Great to have you on the programme so as you know my favourite hobby is reading no better way to relax and particularly in the sun and everything and it's a great gift to pass on to a child but do you find that the reading interest can kind of dip in the summertime? Of course and the teachers will tell us that as well that it will dip so we have the Summer Sars Reading Adventure and um, this is an exciting reading based programme which is available free of charge to all children during the summer and allows the library services inviting children to pop down to their local library to register for this exciting adventure. Um, The initiative is going to be launched on Monday the 12th of June, but save the date for Saturday the 17th of June as all five library branches will celebrate a sign-up Saturday and all participants will receive a Summer Stars reading bag to put their library books in and a reading card to track their reading progress. Um, There's no late um, fines for the books and there's no fees to join for a library card membership. Um, And if the book is not on our shelf, we can order it from another library as you're allowed the library service card works in all 330 public libraries across the country. That is fantastic news that you can use it in any library. That's brilliant. So this it starts each year in libraries. Um, is it open for, it's pretty much open to all kids of all ages, is it? It is, of course, yes. Okay, so kids from sort of very small all the way up. All the way up. And now what about uh, the the kids that struggle, you know, at reading? Because, you know, so often certain kids can just find it, you know, they can resent reading sometimes then when they're, they're finding it a bit difficult to get the words, that kind of thing. Yeah, I would just say leave them into the library and leave them pick whatever they want. They'll always go for the colourful books. They'll always go for whatever tiger is on the front cover um, and just leave them read whatever they're comfortable with, whatever makes them laugh. Um, and by reading with them as well will encourage their imagination so you know ask them questions about what's on the page like is the tiger in the forest or is it in the garden Um, you know just bring all that loveliness out and really get their imagination going the story doesn't doesn't have to be read word for word and we would encourage you to um, look at the colours look at where granny might be if there's a granny in the book or does that granny look like your granny Um, you know little things like that can be always fun 
That that is, and they they love that, don't they? They love like kind of telling you, regurgitating what's happened in the story, what's going on there. Absolutely. Now it used to be Harry Potter that was sort of the top of the list of recommendations. What are kids checking out of the library now? What is sort of the the most popular book? It's still Harry Potter by a mile. I will say that, but we still have Captain Underpants and Dogman by Dave Pilkey, um, and he's got a new series out now called Cat Kid. They are flying off the shelf. Um, Dork Diaries by Rachel Renee Russell is also quite popular. Um, of course, Diary of a Wimpy Kid by Jeff Kenny and Tom Gates series by Liz. Is that right? Um, they're all always flying off the shelf. But as again, for the younger kids, I did a story time there recently with some schools and I read The Squirrels Who Squabbled by Rachel Bright. So funny, like really, really funny. They loved it. Um, another one that I've done is Kevin by Rob Dilbop. So it's lovely. It's a gorgeous story about um, imagination and your imagination, your imaginary friend that if you have one. And um, another one that's really great is Boy Frog and Friends by Kess Gray as well. They're lovely story fantastic they are some great recommendations now before you move into the next part because I know you have some recommendations for adults as well I'm going to take a quick break for some music here's Niall Horan for you there's Niall Horan with Heaven we are in Heaven here because we are talking about books with Siobhan McGuinness she's from Loud Library Service and it's all to do with the Summer Stars programme so Siobhan you have a great incentive for kids to get involved in this as a competition there's a competition Which not only do you get a Summer Stars bag um but you can also, once you're reading card, um, if you can just, you don't have to fill it all in. I know there's a couple of spaces on there to write your books. Fill it in by all means. By, um, but if you just read even the one, just bring the card back to us in your local library branch. So we're in Drogheda, Dundalk, RD, Carlingford and Dunlear. Pop it back to us and then you will be in for a competition to win a family pass for Dublin Zoo. Lovely. So do that now and you'll be, it'll be fantastic. And then at the end of the summer we will then have what we call like a little ceremony where you get a little certificate for your reading so oh, it's great. a great incentive Oh it really is and you know we were talking ourselves here about the importance of you know passing on the idea of reading to kids because look at they are they're on their screens they're on their computer games and sometimes it can be hard to prize them away from that but it's there's so many benefits isn't there it? There so is um, it's an escape it takes you out of the situation that you're in now it could be a happy one that you're in but you just want that little reprieve from something it gives your mind a break from the worries and stresses like we t- we talk all the time about reading for your well-being do you know and it's just you know that it gives you an escape into that world where you meet new characters the characters can make you really angry you can hate them or you can just adore them they drive you mad or they give you hope kind of a thing um, and it opens up the imagination especially in kids like as I said earlier with the stories make sure that they get engaged with them it can teach them empathy it can teach them about different cultures and places and people and it just enriches their little minds um, and the Summer Stars reading adventure is a great initiative for the children I love it when they get their bag and their little library card <laughs> and it's a great sense of ownership as well yes. to get that card and the independence of lending a book and then having to bring it back and um, it builds that sense of sharing and caring for something that everyone gets to use yes it totally does and like I signed up my son to it last year he's only just turned seven so you know he's still only just learning to read but like that he has to mind the library card he has his bag and he knows when he has to give the stuff back and there is some brilliant books out there they're, really, they're so fantastic I promise you they are fun books
books to read uh, he, and he's currently obsessed with Horrid Henry Dirty Bertie all those little boys that are a little bit naughty the kids love that sort of stuff they really do uh, now moving on from kids because you Siobhan are like my personal uh, what will I call you now you, fo- you seek out the best books for me this lady is amazing she always leaves a stack of books for me when I ask at the library so I don't have to spend ages trawling through she's my personal librarian here uh, so you have some great recommendations and by the way her last recommendations she just got me to a T they were absolutely brilliant Thanks Sinead um, I'm glad you loved them Cat Lady by um, oh, oh, she was, was it was just brilliant absolutely. it was fantastic yeah. um, I know it's summertime but it's also holiday time and we always lo- we love to sit in the gorgeous sunshine that we have at the moment even and um, just take a time to relax with a good book um, I love a good storyline something that brings me to a totally different place I want to get caught up in their lives and spend all my free time with the characters so a few recommendations and now by all means pop into your local library as I said we're in yep. Dundalk Drahada RD Carlingford and Dunlear ask us that's what we're there for and we will by all means walk around the stacks with you um, so what I know I'm all fiction so if yep. you do need non-fiction call into us um, so apologies for that the le- last book I read was called Juno Loves Legs by Carl Geary I mean the the title alone yes. I'm just like I'm yes. putting it down here yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. so now th- there is a tr- there's a warning here because you might cry Okay. Okay. So it's 1980s Dublin. So mm-hmm. we can all just put ourselves there right away. And it tells the story of Juno, who is struggling in every sense of the word. But it's a story of friendship, of surviving. There's so much hope in the book. And you're constantly rooting for the characters. Now, some of you will hate, but it's an astonishing read. And it's doing very, very well. And Carl Geary, I met him there last week at the International Literature Festival in Dublin. And you couldn't meet a nicer person, like lovely. an absolute lovely man. Um, the other recommendations yep. I have is Emily Henry. She's an author of four books, two I've read. Um, so there's You and Me on Vacation, mm-hmm. Book Lovers, which we straight away, you're just yeah. going to go for that one. Um, Happy Place and Beach Read. And these books are so interesting. They have a depth to them. Um, you just adore the characters. Just keep the page keeps turning. The dialogue is brilliant and um, really funny and light but a hint of intrigue that just keeps you turning the page and are those ones all kind of follow on ones no, oh, no, no they're, they're all, all standalone okay. they're all standalone I think the first one she wrote in 2021 she is flying them out oh god she really 2021 is. Yeah. 2022 2023 and this year as well yeah okay. so it's fantastic um, and she's doing very well she's an American author um, and I always recommend Hannah Kent to people in the library okay. and our book book clubs have loved her as well. So she's got The Good People, which is set in Ireland, Burial Rites, which is set in Iceland and her latest one is Devotion and it's set in the 1830s between Australia and what was Prussia. Okay, basically. okay. But fantastic. So, so good. Um, for thrillers then, I have Emma Klein has two books. So The Girls was out a couple of years ago but I thought it was fantastic and her most recent one is Other Women. Okay. Um, which I read and is also very, very good. I do um, love a thriller. So, do, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't. Yeah, they, they, Twisty Tarny one. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. You said you read one there uh, recently. I did. Andrea Mar- Mara's book. Now it's a, it's a, it's a older one, I think, mm-hmm. but it's, um, it's all her fault. It's about a missing child. Oh wow! It's really good, and it's about kind of this uh, community where their lives become sort of intertangled and twined as they search for this child. And there's a nanny involved in both different houses, and yeah, it's really, really good. It's really, yeah, I. I 
swapped I gave it to my mother she's reading it at the moment and I went over to her I only gave it to her like last week and she's nearly finished it already so it is it's an absolute page turner that's great as well. and great. we always have to support the Irish authors as yes. well so I've got two here as well Jane Casey's new one The Close okay. is doing fantastic and Sam Blake Mystery of Four. Oh, yeah, but, I like Sam Blake. Yeah, yeah, Sam Blake is very good. Um, so by all means pop in and ask us and we'll um we'll definitely give you something that will keep you keep you going. Absolutely. And if you missed any of them, I have <laughs> just them all down here roughly so we can get them as well. Now, not many people want to bring loads of books on holidays, but you have a fantastic system where people can download books to devices, don't you? Yes. So our e-services, it's called BorrowBox. So with your library card, you can just download the app onto your phone with your library card and your PIN number. Um, you just enter in those details and then what you have is e-books and e-audio books that you can Amazing. download. So it's a fantastic service. And again, it's all free. All free, all free. And uh, the other thing to remind my people of as well, when you decide to sign back up to the library, don't be worrying if you were like me and you thought like, oh God, I have loads of fees and they probably won't let me join. They don't care. They're going to get rid of all the fees. So they want people to join up. Uh, now, the other thing I wanted to ask you is how can kids sign up for the programme? So all they need to do is pop into us. If they already have their library card, they just need to ask, they just need to come to the desk and say, we just want to sign up for Summer Stars. We'll just put a little message on their account and then they get their bag and their reading card. If you are not, if you don't already have a library card, just pop in. Um, the parent just needs photo ID and proof of address to join. It'll be the kid's um, name and then the parent's details on the account and then they get their little library card forever. Yes. Away they go and it's as simple as that as really is. Siobhan, thank you so much for coming in with all those great recommendations. Great to have you back on Thank the show. you so much, Thanks Sinead. a million. And we'll be signing up. We'll be signing up in my house because, you know, they need to get away from, you know, devices and things like that and escape into the world of books and what better way to do it than through this programme. The 11 to 1 show. There's Seal with a kiss from a rose. Details of the competition on the way. First, it's time for this. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Gosh Energy replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes visit localheroes.ie RD coach trimmer seeking qualified motor mechanics to join their expanding team in RD this position will give the right candidate the unique opportunity to be trained in HGV mechanics you can apply by emailing hr at rdcoachtrim.com Hair by Kazoo are recruiting for qualified stylists in the Drogheda area. You can apply by sending your CV to hairbykazoo at gmail.com or you can contact Mary on 87 Haircut by Kazoo are also seeking first and second year apprenticeships in the Drogheda area. You can uh, apply again. CV to hairbykazoo at gmail.com or 87 Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. To celebrate the certified used car sales event at Windsor Drogheda Main Puto dealer at Matthews Lane, just beside Texco Extra in Rathmullen and indeed across the whole Windsor Group, you have the chance to win a €150 one-for-all voucher on the show. There's massive savings, by the way, on over 1,000 Windsor certified used cars and two years free servicing on cars as well bought during the sale. More details at windsor.ie. I'm asking you to tell us about your first car. Here's John. 
in Ballymacanny. He says it was a red Volkswagen, a Vauxhall, sorry, Vauxhall Astra. And it had to be the unluckiest car in the country. The amount of times I was told to get rid of it. It was so unlucky for me, but it was my pride and joy. It was at the panel beaters more times than I care to remember. I had to let it go, though, eventually, as it was in the panel beaters yet again, only to be told there was nothing that could be done as there was that much polyfiller in it. They couldn't bring it back to life. I held a funeral service for it as it was put in the crusher in Casties of Grange Bellew. That was 35 years ago. Still grieving over that car, says John. Oh, John, come on. I know you never forget your first love, but like this is just craziness altogether my first car was a Ford Fiesta 40 years ago myself and my then girlfriend and two of our friends went to Killarney on holiday coming back we passed an old man woman in a car much older than mine we pulled down the window and laughed and laughed at them as we overtook them off we went about two miles down the road my car broke down (laughs) and we were looking in the bonnet and the two old people drove by and kept his hand on the horn laughing at us the fan belt was after snapping we got to the garage and put a pair of tights around it as they had no belt to fix it we never left laughed at an old car again Davy <laughs> Navin that's like something out of a sitcom I, and the old people in the other car were like no we're not even going to help them that was like instant karma for you brilliant keep those coming in to me 086 658 she's so beautiful so beautiful there's Aslan. She's so beautiful. Charlene's first car was so beautiful. Uh, she says, uh, very sentimental, but uh, it was I, my first car I bought was a 1987 Starlet Blue. Gorgeous car. So sentimental because my daughter's, uh, when she was first born, uh, that was the first car that she was in that took her home from the hospital. Uh, and that was in 1997, says Charlene in Dundalk. Uh, thank you so much for sending that in. Also, we had earlier on the first car we had was green uh, it was always breaking down but we loved it says Jay in Ballsgrove my first car was an 07 black VW Polo well weren't you very posh now Neve Kelly she says I loved it I named it Lizzie my pride and joy couldn't believe it was mine was always out washing it and hoovering it out had it for a few years moved to London but had to sell it was devastated uh, she says <laughs> uh, 1984 red Fiat Uno called her bossy <laughs> drove her till she literally fell apart says Karen Uh, that's a great one as well Uh, also on text we have uh, Hi Sinead my first car was a Vauxhall Corsa best little yoke oh we read that one Uh, my first car was a Daihatsu Charade I hope I'm pronouncing that right brought it off my brother-in-law and when my wife and I got married in 2000 we went all over Sligo on our honeymoon in the Charade it would go on the smell of diesel it was a great little car says Greg and Trim don't you love those ones as well that was the Nissan Micra as well it just went on the sniff of petrol as well absolutely brilliant now oh here they're guzzling the petrol all over the place we'll be picking a winner for that voucher just after these the 11 to 1 show Tom Maguire, not sure whereabouts in the northeast you are, but you're going along to Celebration Ireland. That's happening in Solstice Art Centre this Saturday night. Solsticeartcentre.ie for details. And Davy in Navin, you are getting our 150 euro voucher with thanks to Windsor in Drogheda. Congratulations. There's Phil Collins. You can't hurry, love. Bringing our show to a close tomorrow. We'll have movies. We'll have floor filler songs and lots of the usual Friday crack. That is my lot for today. Thank you so much for your company and I'll chat to you tomorrow. The 11 to 1 show.